So a guy messaged us and was asking for a service. And he is actually in Sogo Hotel in Kalentong. Shout out, Kuya. <laughs> so he was like, can I ask for a picture of your therapist? Is she young? How old is she? You know, those type of questions. I don't think that, you know, the way the therapist look would matter when you you are wanting to get a service because it's not, you know, how they look, but it's how they do the massage. Welcome to Where the F Am I Heading? The podcast where meaningful conversations take place as we traverse the complicated life of adulthood. If you feel lost and troubled, our show aims to help shed some light on your life's concerns. Join your hosts, Ruth and Irene. Let's talk adulting. Here in our podcast, we always love to hear stories of people who hustle their way to success. In this episode, we're going to know how single mom managed to hustle her way to starting her own business. With us today is Risa Salcedo, owner of La Casa Spa. Hi, Risa. Hi, Risa. Hi, Irene. Hi, Hi, Ruth. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm actually a little bit nervous, but because of the topic that you have given me, I felt like, because I've always been an advocate of women empowerment. I think Irene knows it. I mean, she's been saying that from my Facebook post. So I guess yes. this is one of the best chances that I can have in order for me to you know, relay those messages um, to all women out there, especially a single mom like me. Yeah. So I've known Risa for a while and I know her businesses and uh, she do some, you know, online works and stuff like that. And she's really busy, always busy, always on the go, even though, you know, with pandemic. Another hustler. Yes, another hustler. Mm-mm. Yeah, I have a woman with no time, but with time, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Risa, tell us about, about yourself. Just a short intro, though, because I know you could talk like hours. Yeah, I can talk three days about yeah. just, you know, self-introduction. Well, yeah, okay, so... Uh, um, just to tell you a, a little bit about myself, I'm a single mom, so I have two wonderful boys. So I have eight and um, 11. And I'm actually a teacher by profession. But after two years of teaching in public school, right after my graduation, I did not pursue a teaching career anymore it's just because I feel like I really wanted to pursue more or to, to achieve more. And so, yeah, I started working in the corporate setup 2008. So for 15 years, I just had bosses from different companies. And in between those uh, 15 years, I also had an experience working abroad in Romania. But almost two years, I went back home because of some incidents that happened, you know, from the family. So I decided to just uh, stay home with my kids. So yeah, the rest is history. (laughs) Right, that's right. And it's a great introduction because I'm not sure if you've noticed, Irene, but it seems like most of our guests here are coming from corporate and they transition to freelance. And it's not something that we plan. It just so happens that there's a pattern, right? Or I think it's because of the group of friends we have because you yeah. and I both came from corporate and then so we connect with people who have the same experience yeah the same industry and and the reason you mentioned that you have wonderful kids and you are a single mom so being a single mom how is it like raising your kids alone and working at the same time i know it's really tough i'm not a mom 
I'm a single person, but working is already tough for me. How much more for someone who's raising your kids alone? Yeah, to be honest, I was really quite uh, lost, you know, when, when I realized that I have to handle everything in my own shoulders. So it was actually one of the biggest, you know, hard decisions that I had to make in order for me to, you know, just raise my kids and to be able to actually to provide for them. I split my kids. So my eldest is with me and my youngest is with my mom. I don't know if that's the right answer to that question, but I guess that's how I was able to actually manage, you know, raising them and doing work. Um, my mom knows that I won't be able to actually work unless, you know, she'll, she'll help me to remove some of the burden. And to do that, she initiated to raise my youngest son. So for six years, that's actually the situation until everything has changed just recently. Yeah, and it's actually good to know that somehow having an extended family in the Philippine culture, that's the good side of it. Like if you have True. to work, at least there would be someone else who will help you raise your kids. And that's exactly. something that we have to be thankful for, especially for moms, right? Usually True. it's the mother or mother who would help raise our kids or no, not our, because I don't have kids yet, but your kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if I just may say, you know, um, I know this is not just hard for me, but also it's really hard for, for my son, especially for my youngest, because, you know, he has to endure everything. Like he has been away from me. And so actually, I, I feel like sometimes he has this insecurities that, you know, because I've been away from him for six years, but then I'm still proud the way that, you know, he grew up because he is so patient. He is so loving. And I can feel that everything just recently, I feel that, you know, despite of what happened, you know, he still is with me. Like he knows that I am his mom. He knows that there will be no one beside him except me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add, because I know the situation for yeah, yeah for a while. <laughs> since since I, I've been her shrink for a while now. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's true. So she would tell me a lot about, you know, the struggles and how much uh, she wants to have both of her kids together under the same roof. And now it actually happens. I think a couple of months ago, Johan managed to get to Manila. And um, I think Risa is happy about that. Exactly. But then she's surprised <laughs> with, the, with the struggle of now having from one boy to two boys with the school works and everything. So it was quite overwhelming for her. It is, yes. So you, earlier I was talking about friends from corporate going to the freelance world. So what made you decide to transition from the corporate to being a freelancer? Actually, I've always been uh, really wanting to work from home. It's just that I know for a fact that I am a very outgoing person. I was actually scared back then that if I am going to be working from home, then I won't have, you know, uh, life outside the house or life outside the house. So that's why I did not pursue it until such time that um, with my last corporate company, they have sent us to work from home because of pandemic. So then I, I had that feeling of, you know, working from home and how I mean, the setup uh, of everything. So I, I realized that, you know, working from home is, is actually one of the best things to do because you don't need to wake up early you don't have to put makeup on you don't need to spend long hours just to you know choose what to wear and most importantly because I have that 
plan to bring my uh, youngest son, Johan, here. I have that thought that I really need to really, you know, just work from home in order for me to be able to supervise both of them. So I think that's one of the biggest blessing when you work from home. Like you get to see your your children 24-7. So you can see everything. You can always check on them. So what do you do as a freelancer? I do everything. <laughs> So, but then I, I am a full-time executive VA for uh, one of uh, the, I can see there is actually a blessing, but uh, I will tell you later on why. But yeah, so I'm um, an executive VA full-time and then with the side hustle, I'm a graphic designer. Thanks to Irene because, you know, she encouraged me to do Canva. <laughs> so I do graphic design and I also have like a, uh, another digital business. All right, so how do you juggle your work as a full-time VA, your, your part-time jobs, running your business, and raising two kids? Yes, yeah, so as mentioned, I am a full-time VA, and that, that work is actually at night, to which that's my preference because I know how busy I am in order for me to actually manage my time fully. So I know that I really need to work at night. So that's actually one of the best things that, you know, that I consider something that that's really helping me to manage everything. So I work at night and then during my vacant time or any time that I am available or free, that's when I do my side hustle. And I think one of the best help for me was when my sister came in because she's the one who's actually uh, managing the, the business, the spa. But literally when I was uh, starting the business in September, for the first two weeks of the business, I literally do not sleep. Like I do not sleep at all, even one hour in a day. So sometimes I do sleep uh, during work hours, but you know, not really sleeping, but I, I actually just uh, take a nap, especially during my break. So an hour, sometimes 30 minutes. So that's the only time that I can sleep. So yeah, that's how I juggled everything. With my kids, since they are, you know, a little bit grown up, they are actually aware on, you know, their responsibilities at home. So somehow, especially my eldest son, he knows already how to be so responsible with himself and some of the tasks here at home. With my uh, youngest son, I consider him as actually one of the easiest child that I can have because he is so obedient. He is so loving. He's very thoughtful. In fact, Every time he knows that I'm not yet sleeping, he would always ask me, Mama, did you already sleep? If not, you go to sleep. Like after his online classes, every single day, he would always ask me, do you want me to bring the mat and then you can go to sleep? So he's very thoughtful. And so that's why, that's how I was, you know, I am able to juggle everything. That's so sweet. Ruth, do you have someone who would be thoughtful? I wish I have like, Alexa, bring me the mat. <laughs> no, but I can feel Riza. Because before, when I still have a business, I'm working full-time as event coordinator. I have business. I have side clients. And I, I remember that there's one time that coming from a full-time shift, I had to go to an event for that business. And then I have something to do for the client plus the podcast. So I, I can feel you. Even now that I have a lot of free time already, people would still ask me, are you even sleeping? Like, yeah, you have no idea. I'm really sleeping a lot. <laughs> right. And you mentioned about the side business. That's the spa, right? Like you, you, yes. you said that you opened it. I was actually surprised one day I was just scrolling Facebook and suddenly there's an invitation to like a page. I was like, from Risa? What? <laughs> Why am I not updated? <laughs> but then as a very supportive friend that I am, mm -hmm. but I don't have a lot of them. Of course, I stalk <laughs> and then ask her about it. So what inspired you to start 
the La Casa spa business? Okay, so I, I really love massages. In fact, I'm doing massages at least once a month, sometimes twice. So I was actually starting a business. I'm always like, you know, thinking what I need to do or what I can do to be able to, you know, just provide for my two kids. So when I had the chance to get this business, I really, you know, take risk. Even if I know it's not something that I am familiar on, you know, how to handle things. But then that's how I am. Like, I know I, I am really a risk taker. So <laughs> I took the business when I had the chance. And so, yeah, basically what really inspired me to start the business is because of my passion. You know, also pamper yourself sometimes because you deserve it. Like, you know, if you're too tired, if you're, you're stressed out, you're pressured, Massage is actually one of the best thing that you can do because it only is the time that you can, you know, recharge yourself and just pamper yourself. You always tell yourself, like, you know, I deserve this. Yeah. And of course, it, it helps you relax. So true. Yeah. And especially in pandemic where massage parlor, is that what you call massage parlor? Yes. Yeah, they're close, right? So even it is. I, I've been telling, I was like, I want to go to massage or something like that. So because mm. it's been like almost two years now. Two years. <laughs> right? So mm. when you open, you open it, at, you mentioned earlier that you open it in September this year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So even if it's pandemic, I think it's the best time to do that. And this is a home service, right? Home service. Product. Correct. Yes. And so you started it in September. So it's like three months already true yes and so what are the challenges you've experienced in opening and running a business during pandemic right so the first thing that i thought that would really is a challenge for me is will i have clients will someone or you know somebody would take the services from me will i have a therapist to work with me those are the things that i really was thinking before i started the business but in terms of challenges we know for a fact that the government has put this restriction that some businesses which includes a spa is not included to operate but because the idea is to put or to actually uh, you know do the service at home at the comfort of their houses so i feel like this is not bad to start so the challenge in there is that when we are already starting, residential areas like, you know, houses is really good to do the services with. But when the services is actually with condos or with hotels, those are the times like I had this uh, instances where I had to cancel the appointments just because the condos are not really accepting visitors. Mm -hmm. So I had to spend, you know, transportation for the therapist from going there. So those yeah. are the challenges that I really had. But other than that, everything is actually, you know, running smoothly. What is your business model? So I, I'm, I'm curious because you see, you don't really have a shop. You don't have a physical place. And yes, you, you mentioned something about your therapist, but you don't really hire them full time, isn't it? They are actually full time. So I have four full time therapists and then I have two part times. So what I did before I started the, the business is that I, ha I actually rented a staff house for them. So the staff house is everything. Like they do the training in there. I store the supplies in there. So whenever we had a meeting, we're actually doing it in the staff houses. So for the business model, so since this is a home service, I put up the page, uh, the Facebook page. And then, yeah, we're just getting some appointments from the clients, from the, the messages or the inquiries that we're getting from the page, as well as from the text messages that we're also getting. So 
every time they're asking us, like, do you have walk-in? Where is your location? Do you have branches? Unfortunately, you know, as much as I really wanted to do that right now, but I can't. So, <laughs> but that's my vision though. So yeah, so that's the the business model. And the location that you provide services in what area? Do you yeah, so, offer outside Mandaluyong? Correct, yeah. So the, the staff house is in Mandaluyong. We do cater locations for uh, Mandaluyong, Pasig, Makati, some part of Manila, which are just quite near in Mandaluyong, as well as uh, San Juan. So you mentioned about the restrictions and all that, but how were you able to bounce back? Or are you still in the process of bouncing back? Well, yes, I'm still in the process of bouncing back because we only had lifted the restrictions just recently, right? So you can, some other people would say, I am considered as bad because I do not follow the government. (laughs) I mean, you're not supposed to be, uh, you know, operating because you are restricted. But then, yeah, what what we do is that we we are just servicing without in uniform. Mm. I mean, come to think of it, um, there are people who really want or who really actually need it. It's just not about wants, but it's about the needs. Mm. So they really need a massage. So they're really, and that's why they are on the pages, they are on the website, you know, trying to look for a spa business that's going to provide them, you know, home services. And so that's one of us. So Mm -hmm. even if it's restricted, but it's still provided, like, I mean, I think that the safest way for us to do the business is that, of course, I am not allowing my therapist to go outside in there without being uh, fully vaccinated. So I, I am proud that all of my therapists are all fully vaccinated and we do implement safety uh, protocols. I think that's one of the things that I am so proud about the business. We really do follow the, the, the safety protocol because I know that's so important for the clients or for your customers because what comes first is actually their safety. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. And when I say like bouncing back, since, you know, we just uh, started again after the restriction. I am just so lucky because I have a friend. She is our uh, social media manager from the company that I'm working to, which where I am uh, the executive um, virtual assistant. So I hired her as uh, our social media manager. And because we get along with together. So when I open up about the business with her, she just immediately said, don't you worry, I will do the, the ads for you. I was like, thank you (laughs) yeah yeah it's a power of connection yeah correct power of connection i was really really blessed because honestly i do know something about facebook ads it's just that i'm not really that expert or you know i do not master it yet but you know she does and so she really helped me a lot like from chatbot from the flow from everything so and that's the reason why i think it's worth it you know doing this business even if it's during this time so yeah Thanks for her. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Anna. I had a follow-up question, but you already answered it about um, the safety protocols and all that. And you mentioned an important message that you are putting your client safety first, but at the same time, not compromising the safety of your staff. Because I was about to ask you if whether they they have the safety gears or all that, or all that. and it's good that they are vaccinated because of course, they are going out there to serve the client. So that's really good. It is, yeah. And if I may add, aside from, you know, them being vaccinated, just to, you know, put some layers of, of safety in there, in their, you know, of course, they are, they should be healthy. What we do is that we do invasive home tests and we do it like every two weeks. So we do home testing for COVID. 
So we we still do it like regularly. So every time we have a client asking, how are you sure that your therapists are all safe? And so that's why, you know, we really need to do it. I mean, I really need to do it because, of course, I don't want my clients to blame me, you know, come back to me and say, hey, I got COVID because of your therapy. So, of course, I really need to do it. Was there a time where your instinct told you not to push through a service for a client? Yes, there is. There was this one time a client is requesting for a service in a hotel. And I was like, uh, to be honest, I don't really want to, to send my therapist in hotels. Condos are fine. Of course, residential houses are fine, but not hotels because I don't have anything to, you know, from them if just in case something happened. But there was one time, so a guy messaged us and was asking for a service. And he is actually in Sogo Hotel in Kalentong. Shout out, Kuya. <laughs> so... He was like, can I ask for a picture of your therapist? Is she young? How old is she? You know, those type of questions. The creeps. Yes. I guess this is for the benefit of, you know, those people who's asking for massage services. I don't think that, you know, the way the therapist look would matter when you you are wanting to get a service because it's not you know, how they look, but it's how they do the massage for you. So I guess it's so inappropriate for you to ask for a picture and what age are they? Well, age is fine. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't want to get someone who's really old enough, maybe because you're thinking, can she still do the massage? That's strong. Yeah. yeah. So what I did to the, to the guy, yes, sir, we can cater you. That's what, I, that's what my answer was. But can you please send me two valid government IDs? And he was, his answer like, what? Why do you need it? What are you, passport application? (laughs) Are you DFA? (laughs) Mm, So that's what I told him. Like, you know, sir, if you are in Sogo, that's not even like a, how do you say it? Like, you know, high-end hotel. A fancy hotel, yeah, you know, that you are providing an ID to the reception. It's not like that. So I don't think that we can serve you unless you provide us two valid IDs. Maybe he got the wrong idea of the massage. Maybe he's looking for um, a happy ending <laughs> or extra service. Happy ending, for sure, yes. So yeah, after that, he didn't message anyone. Like, you know, he just disregarded it. Like, so sometimes being an owner... It's not just me earning revenue out of, of out of the business, but I also have the responsibility to protect my therapist. Yeah, that's what I did. I'm so paranoid at the same time hearing you talking about that. That's like a red flag. Like a lot of things could go wrong. Absolutely. So that, that's really creepy. Yeah, and at least you have that quick thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to verify the identity of this person to protect your, your, yes. your therapist. Because for some, it might say, oh, no, we have to serve the client. We have to serve the client. So, yeah, that's that's really a good, great way to stop the predators. Yeah, which actually remind me, two weeks ago, so a guy also just did the same. Like, you know, asking for age, asking for pictures, and I told him, no, we can't. But he still pursued for that booking. What we did, so we sent him to therapists because he said they are actually four person. So when they were there, my therapists were actually waiting outside for almost like 15 minutes. What is weird is that one guy who actually was the one who booked the appointment, he, you know, was coming out and then he was telling them, can you please wait for a moment? Uh, there's just something going on inside. That's what he is saying. And then my therapist was sending me a message, ma'am, they are all boys. One of them is just peeping up from the window. He was just looking at us and then he's just not doing anything. They are not doing anything from the inside because 
they said um they can view it from the outside something is actually telling me that they really need to go out i mean they really have to abandon the service so they stayed again for another 15 minutes because you know that's the request of the client so they he went back again and then he was tell, he was telling them like um can you stay can you please uh, wait for a little bit longer so it's almost like 30 minutes and i said no go out because it's almost like past 11 p.m and i am so scared for them so yeah, I actually booked Grab for the two of them and just, they went back home. It's really weird. Very, very weird. Right. And I think these situations or these experiences that, that they have so far is something that you really can use to create a protocol for them as therapies as well to protect them. It's like, yeah. you know, not being paranoid, but us as business owners, we have to have this mindset of, of thinking, okay, what? What are we going to do if scenario A happens? How about scenario B? Scenario yes, that is right. Yeah, so there would be like a way to protect them in cases like that. So that's really nice. Absolutely. The next question is, for you, who is the most influential person in your life? And how did they impact you? All right. This has been one of the things that really changed my my outlook, honestly. Because two years ago, I was somehow like lost I don't know what to decide. I know what to really what what to to think. You know, you have you are single, but you feel like uh, okay, you I you wanted to have companion, but you realize you don't need you know you don't need that for you to be able to you know to go until sorry I need to mention this until I I met Irene. She's one of oh. one of the best influence. Honestly, guys, <laughs> influential. She's always telling me, and she knows this because uh, you know she has seen me. From those two uh, failed, I should say, relationship. <laughs> and she was always telling me, okay, you don't need to stay with them. You have, you know, you, you should just prove yourself always. Like, so what what is what it is is that, you know, um, Irene has always been one of my my influence. Like she's always been telling me, if I even if she she doesn't know it, it, even if I'm not actually telling it to her. Sometimes if I am making a decision of, should I go to this one? Should I um, mingle with these people? No, she's always telling me, you don't have to waste your time, you know, being with them. Just use your your valuable time to do things that you think it's worth for you. And you think that, you know, that's going to make you a better person now and tomorrow. So I, I feel so blessed. I guess that's one of the reason why I met Irene. The interesting is I've met um, Irene's family before Irene. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she it was Christmas Day. She had yes. nowhere to go Last with year. a breakup. She was so sad. <laughs> and I feel so bad for her. So I said, why don't you go to my mom's place? I mean, they're having a party. And, and why, don't, why don't you go there? And then she did went there. So... Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> this is interesting story. So, exactly. So every time someone is asking me, let's, come on, let's go. Let's spend time together. But, but you know, I always like think that, no, um, I think I I would rather just use my time to do something. So, you know, for those times that I'm doing this freelancing journey, because I started, I, I met the, the first client of mine, April, but I resigned from work September last year. So from September to April, I'm not really employed, mm-hmm. but I'm just earning because of what I'm doing. Like, you know, I'm doing side hustle and mm-hmm. I guess I owe it to Irene. Uh, yeah, that's a great story to hear. And 
While you were sharing that story, it reminded me that the first season of this episode, it's just me and Irene, and we are talking about or sharing our thoughts on a lot of things. And when you mentioned about, you know, past relationships and all that, it made me realize that we are not just blurting out things. Somehow, the things that we've been talking about, the things that we've been sharing, at one point or another, it actually helps other people. And Riza is one of them. And we appreciate that somehow you are listening to us. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when we were recording that episode, it, the, the title was about red flag. And I told you about the example of a friend that said that she was in the red flag, like big, mm. biggest red flag ever. She was referring to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought actually, I thought that was friendship over for both of us. But of course, I did not mention your name. Now they know. But honestly, I, I was so glad. I was so glad you listened because of from course. from that situation where you were at that time with the, with the wrong group of friends, it's not just relationship. You were in a group, in, in a wrong circle. You know, you were you were mm-hmm. in a circle that they are taking energy from you. And I can see those from distance because mm-hmm. I will never let myself be in a wrong circle, really, mm-hmm. that would sure. suck up my energy and, and my potential. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's why I was trying to explain to you that you have the skills, you have the talent for mm-hmm. making, you know, becomes becoming successful and you will never be successful if you just hang out with people that will just talk about other people mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right and i talk about other people <laughs> in the podcast but we are talking about other people no but but, but i love the progress risa and anyway we're talking about other people to help them progress i try yeah. to put it in a positive note you're trying to to make it sound better yeah but like that's true if you are in a wrong circle of friends or people around you you wouldn't see that you are in a wrong circle until you step Mm. back and see it from outside perspective yes exactly so nice at least there's like a learning in your part there and we are not saying we are perfect Mm -hmm. or whatnot it's just that because Irene and I we always observe people from outside from their mistakes too and so we learn from them yeah 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 and not do the same mistake Mm -hmm. right right and we are not judgmental we're not judgmental at all it's just that we are trying to look at things differently instead of just looking at what's obvious but you know, I, I will I will add that what's amazing with, with Risa, because you know, I've tried to help people as well. I tried to make sure they're in the right path, but they take my advice as if I'm the bad guy it's in, in their yeah. life. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then Risa is Risa is different. She was following at least some of my sensible thoughts, because there are times <laughs> that I'm not the most <laughs> proper person. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but she listened. She listened because you know yes. she really needs it though. She just needs mm-hmm. guidance mm-hmm. and yeah. and look look at her now with the, with mm-hmm. a full time job, with with the side business in actually two side business if I'm aware. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, and her kids are now together and she's more happy now than when I, I met am. her. Yeah, <laughs> she's more happy now without a guy, by the way. Without a guy, without anyone. <laughs> And so that's really nice. We're not saying that 
you have to hate guys. No, not not at all. No, no, but no, just no. we're trying to point here is that if there are red flags, you have to be aware of it and you have to act upon it. Right. So that's that's exactly. what we're trying to say. So I guess the bottom line of what we are pointing in for pointing in right now is that, you know, regardless if it's relationship or friends or whatever, Work. like, you know, you always have to this is what really is, you know, that what the the valuable thing that I've learned about all these things when I met Irene and you know, just telling me all these things is that you have to just move out from everything that's no longer serving you good. You know, mm-hmm. if if it's not something that would make you an improved person, if it's not something that would make you a better person, then just leave the table and just walk away. That's what I'm mm-hmm. like. That's right. Ruth's favorite phrase as well. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. says that a lot. Like, yeah. If, if you don't grow anymore with the yeah. people yeah. around you, you have to leave, leave the table. Yep. We're not user though. <laughs> We just know mm-hmm. how to value our time and energy based exactly. on what I've experienced in the past. So, yeah. And and it's okay. It's okay to grow apart from people if they yes. are not growing with you. Don't don't feel bad that you are leaving. Mm, I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are those are conversations that we really have to talk about or to, to really share our thoughts. Yes. And because sometimes... Because we are so busy living every day, sometimes we, we don't have the chance to really reflect on things and have a, an awareness, right? Of, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, that's, a, that's right. I, at least I've learned from it, right? So those things. So yeah. So moving on to the next question is, what advice you, would you give your younger self? That I have to wait. That's actually one of my regrets, that I did not wait. You know, when you are, well, I guess I understand myself anyway, because I grew up alone. I am, I'm, I was actually adopted when I was uh, six years old. So, you know, I grew up like I was so excited about everything. I experienced uh, the worst scenarios in life. Like, you know, you're getting sick, but you don't have parents with you. You need this from school, but you don't have anyone to provide you the, you know, finances to support for your studies. So I've actually learned everything the hard ways. And sometimes when I am actually getting some opportunities or chances, example, relationship, like, you know, I'm, oh, I immediately just clicked on it. Like, I immediately just grabbed it, even without thinking. Like, even if I know there's red flags, I, I am, I'm grabbing it. So I guess the best advice that I could give about, you know, to my younger self is that you have to wait because the best thing happened when you are waiting and that you are being patient about it. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And yeah, things will always fall into its proper place at the right time. It is, yeah. You know, I really agree with that, Ruth, because with all the things I've been doing lately, well, from the beginning, it's all about time, really. It's all about waiting. And I don't rush things. And I was talking to you earlier about, you know, like visas and stuff. All of those kind of things, it's all about time, really. You don't you don't rush things because yeah. mm-hmm. with job as well, you have to be patient enough to mm-hmm. wait for the right one for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one thing that people doesn't really appreciate. Or I think once you understand waiting and patience and yeah. understand time, you can go places really. Because yeah. we want everything fast yes. nowadays. You know, we want instant everything. Oh, I want to be rich now and then yeah. do nothing. Yeah. right mm-hmm. but then yes. if you slowly work on something just little by little small yeah. steps but then 
next thing you know when you look back you realize you've come really really far yeah mm-hmm. right, right that's true and Risa you were sharing earlier about your experience in the past and that is something that not everyone of course experienced but it's quite hard for someone young who, who've been through mm-hmm. that and Irene and I there's actually an episode where Irene shared her story as well but who you are at the moment is based on your decisions and your actions in the past. And there's actually a good question for you to assess. I got this from our leader and he said that in any circumstances, you have to ask yourself, what is your role in that situation? Because it's easy to blame, right? It's so easy to blame that I am where I am because of this, because of him or her or whatnot. It's so easy. But if we want to really move forward, we have to ask ourselves, what is my role in this? Where I am in this situation? From there, you can definitely step forward and think, what's my next step? Yes, absolutely. So, Risa, what's next for you? Is there anything else you would want to accomplish in the future? What's next for me? Um, I mentioned earlier that I really wanted to have this business grow. Like I do not just wanted to uh, provide services from home, but I also wanted to have my own establishment where I can accept walk-ins and at the same time provide more employment for you know Filipina single mom. That's actually one of my advocates. So yeah, that's actually one of the biggest plan that I have. But I'm really hoping and costing and, you know, paying that I'll be able to do that. Maybe 2023 or <laughs> one year, two years from now, who knows? So yeah. And what else for me, aside from the business, aside from La Casa, is that I know how it feels when you are stuck working with bosses, grinding nine to five. You have to stay um, in the office and you have to deal with boss, with colleagues with stress, with pressure, and everything like that. So I, I want, I know for a fact that there are a lot of Filipinos who wanted to pursue freelancing and remote jobs. In fact, I'm actually receiving a lot of inquiries about that because I think that they are seeing me posting my job ads from my own Facebook account. I have this idea and I have this plan to do just a mini coaching, but I want it to be for free. And this is just only to give an idea for those people who wanted to pursue freelancing. You know, that is just to give them an idea on how to start, where to start. Because I know that they have a lot of questions in their head. And how did she do it? How come she has this? So I wanted to help other people who really wanted to pursue freelancing. So yeah, those things are the things that I am wanting to, to achieve for next year. And it's so inspiring to hear that because if you're going to look back on yourself last year or two years ago, you might be thinking, this is not the way I think before. Because we have that, you know, we have that kind of mindset that if we want to achieve something, we want to get it. We want to like take, 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 take. But the moment you feel like I have to give away, I have to give this or that or you know to share what I know freely that's the time that you are already attracting more positive energy coming to you by just giving away or sharing what you know right so yes that's really an inspiring thing to hear from you thanks (laughs) do you have any 
tips or advice to those who are planning to start a business? Yes. But first, I think we need to start it from within, you know. I always tell this to myself, and I think that this is actually something that's going to work for everyone. I know during the pandemic, still until now, even if everything is slowly going back to normal, like I know for a fact that there are a lot of people who is trying to think what's next for tomorrow, if they do have something to spend for their family or whatnot. So the tendency is that they become overthinking, like they are being so negative. And I feel like the best thing for you to start something is to always be positive. Like you always have to have something that you are looking forward to and that Uh, you know, even if for a small thing, you are always showing how grateful you are. So that's actually one thing. Like you have to start it from yourself. Second, if you are wanting to start a business, I think you you wanted to start a business that's thriving for any reason and for any season. Meaning anything that you think you know, I think this is going to click. So something like that. I think it's easy anyway. And make sure that is something that you are passionate about because it would actually help you and push you to actually for you to be able to do everything you can just to see your business grow, just to see your business successful. And third, you don't need to go solo about everything, like thinking about ideas and, and everything. But I think you also have to ask ideas from other people, regardless if they are your friends, regardless if they are your relatives. Sometimes ideas from other people would actually click in so those are ideas that you actually don't know but it was something that would work out and then lastly don't scared of trying one of the biggest thing that would really help someone is that if you think you want it just go for it if you think it's risky then still go for it because you still don't know you know the outcome unless you go through it you push through it rather than you just sitting on your chair or sleeping and then just thinking what if what if i did that what if i did this so you know you do not always just ask yourself what if what if just go through it just push yourself through, through it so yeah those are the things that i have <laughs> yeah that's that's nice and actually irene and i's word we'd always say just start <laughs> just start mm-hmm. just start yeah where can our listeners find you online? Okay, um, we actually have business uh, page, a uh, Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash La Casa. You can also uh, message us if you want to reach out and, you know, uh, check our services at uh, 09-617-348185. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's this is really a great episode. Well, we always say it's a great episode because really, it is. Every episode that we have, there's something good that (laughs) comes out of it. Like, there's always something that we can learn from our guests. This one is more lighter. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. But... Yeah, seriously, it's a great conversation. And, and thank you, Risa, for joining us. Thanks, Ruth. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Risa. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. So there you have it. This is another episode of Where the F. Am I heading? This is Ruth. And this is Irene. See you next week. Bye. So that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in anything and everything about adulting, Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at where.the.f.m.i.heading. Catch us again next Wednesday for another episode of Where the F Am I Heading? <laughs> <laughs>